On this episode of Humans with Haunts, Gavin opens up about his mom and what makes their relationship special. Welcome back to Humans with Hans. I'm Hans, the host of this amazing podcast, and today I am joined by Gavin, a friend that I initially initially met through work. Um, he's now moved on from that job to bigger and better things, which we love to see. Um, but Gavin, for those listeners that don't know you, um, could you maybe just share? <laughs> he swallowed a bit of water wrong, listeners. I'm so sorry. No, this is. I started perfect. laughing at the bigger and better part. This is not the. It's not that much better. And then I choked on water at the same time. Sorry, Hans. No, this is that's good. We're. We're all about authenticity. Oh, this here. is so authentic. Exactly. I'm almost crying. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. Um, but anyways, could you maybe introduce yourself for our listeners who don't know you personally? Yeah, yeah. Let me just recover for a moment. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, like Hans mentioned, I'm a friend from work. We used to work in the same team. Um, I worked there quite briefly, about three, four months. Hans is still going strong there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I myself, more of a background on me, um, grew up as a military kid, moved around about every two or three years. <clears throat> uh, so home is, a, I, don't, I don't really know where to say is home, but when people ask me, I tell them I'm from Iowa because the classic. it feels the most exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. But, um, it's better than Ohio. It's also where I live the longest. And so uh-huh. it feels like an honest answer. But yeah. I, I was truly born in Colorado, lived in Texas, New York, Missouri, yeah. um, you know, I could go through that, but I don't want to really take the time to remember <laughs> that. And, uh, Some past traumas. Yes. You know? Currently an undergraduate <laughs> student going to my senior year, um, hoping to graduate soon as possible and get yeah. into the workforce. Not exactly sure what it will be yet. Yeah. And then you are married. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So okay. uh, it's not even been a year yet, to be honest. But um, That's exciting. My, my wonderful wife, Stephanie, I met her back in 2017 in Busan, South Korea, and didn't really hit it off then at all. Two years later, I'm back in Utah. She happens to be in Utah at the same time. Yeah. One thing led to another. We started dating long distance for about one or two years and then got married. Awesome. Yeah. And and that's great. Now, obviously, you know, we've talked a little bit beforehand. Uh, Today, you know, it's up to you on what you talk about. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned some other options. Maybe not talk about the wife, you know, love her. I've never met her. No, she's great. But I assume she's great. (laughs) Uh, If she married you, no, she's got to be. Um, But I am curious, you know, what is a relationship that has defined you and your life? Yeah, no, I thought about this um, because when you asked me originally, I I knew for sure you had a great demographic here of people who are (laughs) either dating or married or engaged somewhere along that romantic like time horizon. Right. So I didn't want to bore you or your listeners with another marriage story. Right. If they want to watch Marriage Story, it's on Netflix. Great movie. <laughs> kind of sad. Um, or Love the shout out. Yes. No sponsorship, but Marriage Story. Marriage Story, if you want to sponsor. If you, you want know. a good cry. Um, but for me, I'm thinking about relationships that define my life. The first person I think of is my mom. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, everyone has a mom, yeah. you know biologically to get on this earth, you know, you sort of have to have a mom. Some people may not know their mom. Some people may have a distant relationship with your mom. Sort of Mm -hmm. give me the background on what your relationship with your mom is like. No, that's a great question. So, um, 
to your point, I was birthed by my mother. <laughs> In that sense, that relationship isn't special. But right. the, the, I think the special part of our relationship is, I mentioned that I'm a military kid. I moved yeah. around quite often. So everywhere we went, uh, you know, the one constant that I had was my family. And I think yeah. everyone has that same constant in their life. Um, you know, someone might have a f- family that's either together or they're not together anymore, but they always have their family during their life. The thing was, I had a changing backdrop for my life for many years at a time. And so yeah. it just accentuated that relationship with my family even more. And my mom was the strongest part of that family. Yeah. No, I mean, sort of the demographic of your family. Are you the oldest, the youngest? Oh, yeah. Where do you sort of sit in your family? No, that's a great question. Um, so I'm technically the middle child. Uh, okay. I have an older brother, Connor. He's, I think, three years older than me. Okay. That sounds right. And then I have a younger sister, and she is, oh gosh, don't ask me. She's five years younger than me. So okay. She, she's actually graduating high school. She just graduated high school. Congratulations to her. Yeah. She's, Maybe she's a listener. She could be. I'll let her know. <laughs> Laurel, shout out to you. But, um, I'm the middle child, but my, my brother, he actually it has autism spectrum disorder. Okay. And so he, while older than me in age in... Uh, mental and emotional maturity is right. lagging behind a bit. And so yeah. I kind of served as more of an, the oldest, eldest child role. So first one out of the house, first one to college, things like that. Yeah. Do you think that sort of role you played in your family had an impact on that closeness with your mother? Or do you think maybe not so much? Yeah, you sound like my therapist, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, some people say I could be a therapist. So. Yeah, that. <laughs> I feel like it did affect that relationship with the mother. Um, that added sense of responsibility, being kind of like the the quote unquote oldest child, definitely fostered a sense of trust, and you know magnified the relationship that I had with my mom. And my mom is just an awesome person. Um, I feel like she really yearns for like emotional connection. Mm-hmm. She had the strongest connection she ever had in her life was with her mother. Yeah, and I think just as part of that personality kind of imprinted on her. And so she does the same with her own children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I I like that. You know, my relationship with my mom is probably a little different than yours. Um, You know, I come from a split household, but I think my mom is very similar in that way where she really likes connection and she really wants that emotional connection, which I sometimes struggle to, to provide and give. I'm a very more on the intellectual side when it comes to connecting with people when you connect with your mom would you say it's more intellectual or or more emotional and and how does what does that look like no you that that's also another great question uh, the first answer that came to my mind is honestly the way we connect is quite dumb we have to, we have we have the dumbest sense of humor my mom is like such a goofball like people talk a lot about dad jokes i didn't really have dad jokes growing up i just had like mom jokes, mom jokes. and my mom just like acting like a dweeb and so in a lot of ways, we kind of connected over humor, like dumb things. But yeah. um, she also showed a lot of interest in like the things that you do. Yeah. And I think I, I talked about kind of how moving around accentuated the relationship I had with my mom. Yeah. Along with that, um, my dad, being a military man and also just his personality himself, has a little bit more of a cold personality. Mm, a little disconnect, Yes, a little cold, uh, less connective. And so that... I think also accentuated the relationship I had with my mom even more so. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think that's great sort of highlighting, you know, how those relationships sort of differed. Now, I'm I'm big into humor, you know, Mm -hmm. Gavin. 
it, the workplace humor I'm a big into. <sighs> you um, are the biggest jokester, yeah. <laughs> sometimes too much. So. Right, you know, sometimes yeah. it gets me in trouble, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. you're a little stern talking from the manager, uh-huh. you know, all of a sudden I've been distracting the team, you know, it is what it is. But I'm curious, you know, you talk about how you sort of connected with your mother on that humor level. And I'm a big proponent of any relationship needing that humor. When it comes to dumb jokes and humor, you said it's sort of central, but how does that look looking in? I guess from the outside perspective, what would it look like? Is it just little quips back and forth? Is it more just natural? Like, What does that look like, if you could elaborate? Yeah, um, to expound on the type of humor that my mom and I share, it, it kind of requires some observation because it's hard to, to prescribe just myself. A lot of it will be kind of quips back and forth. A lot of it will be like stupid voices or like you'll notice <laughs> one thing and you'll keep referring to the one thing throughout the conversation. It drives people crazy. Like uh, think of the type of humor that people dub as like classic dad humor. Yeah. And it's kind of along the same wavelength, it feels like. And so it's it's quite it's not actually funny. It's right. just it's just fun for the two people involved. Right. And everyone watching is kinda of like, This is terrible. Why are we why are we here? Yeah. Do you feel like I'm curious, you know, it's sort of rewinding a bit. This is sort of going not quite on the humor, but how do you think your relationship, especially that connection with humor and your mom, how does that differ from your siblings per se? Oh, yeah. So my brother, I, again, I mentioned that um, he's on the spectrum. Right. He, sometimes he takes things quite literally because, yeah. I, you know, the, that humor muscle just isn't uh, often flexed for him. Right. And so you'll kind of joke around and he'll get easily irritated. And uh-huh. so um, in that sense, didn't didn't air too much on humor with Connor. Right. But, and, and with Laurel, um, you know, I feel like we didn't really have too tight of a relationship until... She was around 12 years old, where she was kind of old enough for her and I to have a real connection. And at that point, um, you know, I mentioned, like, for me and my mom, really fun. Like, you're going back and forth. Yeah. And then an outside onlooker, like, Laurel would be like, this is <laughs> this is not funny. This is the worst. And she still kind of shares the same thought about that. And so we have some funny times, but, like, I don't really engage in humor with Laurel too much. It's, yeah. Yeah. I am curious, you know, relationships affect relationships. Oh, for sure. You know, I I think that's across the board. We see that time and time again. You know, people like to spend time with people they're familiar with. And do you, I'm curious, because you have such a close, tight relationship with your mom, do you see your mom in your wife? Oh, no. That, uh, you know, this is something a lot of people... Uh, I say, oh, no, as in, like, I'm not refuting your statement. But, like, it's something really quite... No, listeners, they have nothing in common. <laughs> no, it's quite common to see traits in the opposite sex parent in your partner in the future. And so, like, I feel like I could definitely see a few things. Like, um, Stephanie and my mom, both very caring people, they go out of their way to care for other people. And that could be, like, visiting someone... Um, that could be like giving them a, a ring and talking to them. Um, and that, that's something in common between Stephanie and my mom. And while Stephanie's humor isn't the same as my mom, she, she also can be like kind of goofy with me every now and then. Like, you know, we'll go back and forth about something. We'll have fun. Um, and, you know, she knows like to not take everything so seriously. She knows yeah. kind of how to like when I'm feeling kind of like sad or down, she knows how to like make me feel you know, better, like, like a mom would comfort you kind of. 
Um, which is strange to think about because you're like, wait a minute, like that's my, that's my spouse. <laughs> she can't be like my mom. That's weird. But I think the qualitative aspects are definitely like you can see some parallels. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. No. And I mean, out, outside of qualitative, I think there's also been some studies about physical appearance. I, 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 I've read some stuff about how depending on what your mom looks like, you're more likely oh, to marry nice. someone. You're fishing based for this answer. <laughs> so for the listeners to know, <laughs> Stephanie is a Korean American. Um, I myself am the whitest of Caucasians. <laughs> So there, there's no, there's no similarity there, Hans. I wasn't <laughs> maybe in height, maybe in height. That's I, it. <laughs> honestly, that was, that was more, that was more for me because I personally have found myself attracted to the same more, type of your mom. More similar attributes, you know, brown hair, shorter, like some of those blue eyes, those type of things. It seems like sort of are my type. So I'm not saying it, it fits for everyone, but no, for sure, for it, sure. it is definitely something. You know, it's it's food for thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to be eating that food. <laughs> which is fine, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, going back to this relationship that you've built with your mom, you know, you're 23, 24 now? I'm 24. Yeah. 24. You know, that's 24 years strong or maybe weak. Yeah. Has there been moments in those 24 years when it's been really strong, really defining where you feel like you took that closeness and that relationship to the next level and maybe there's been some times where it's been weak, where, you know, you've, you've drifted, you felt disconnected. Could you walk through and, and maybe share some examples or experiences of maybe both those, those two parallels? Yeah. So to, to give like a backdrop of my own life, just for the listeners to understand. So I graduated high school. And then from that point, um, many members of the church that I was a part of, either go to a foreign country or some other place for two years and serve as a volunteer missionary. Right. Or, you know, those who are either not interested in that or um, don't want to go or cannot go, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go do something else. And so I was kind of in the midst of making that decision for myself. So I had what maybe people call a gap year where I graduated. I just worked at a deli down, yeah. downtown and was living big fan of the deli the deli was great i i could talk more about that deli but i'm not going to (laughs) next episode the relationship (laughs) with the deli it's so good but um you know during that one year that i was just living at home um you know i was going through a lot of discovery for myself Mm self-reflection trying to figure out what exactly it was that i was going to do because i I wasn't made up one way or another i was just kind of earning money passively and looking for a, a reason to make a decision. And maybe so, a little, you wanted maybe a little direction. I did. And, you know, during that time where I probably felt a lot of like very lost and perhaps even kind of depressed because I saw friends moving on to bigger and better things. Right. You know, my mom was still there, like in the house, like oftentimes she might drop me off or pick me up places. Um, and, you know, she, I feel like she felt like a rock during that time. She helped me a lot during yeah. making those decisions. And then I did decide to um, become a volunteer missionary. I ended up going to South Korea, um, not by choice. That was just the place I was assigned, right? Serendipitously, and <laughs> led um, to the wife. Yes, but, you know. <laughs> but like that, that separation from myself and my family, uh, namely my mom, for two years, really made me think about how special it was my relationship with her, how important it was to me, and you know how, just how important family is in general. Like you, yeah. s- you spend two years without a lot of things that you're used to and you realize just how important they were. And that was one of them. And now fast forwarding to the time that I'm at college, 
you know, you get so busy and uh-huh. you're trying to focus a lot on your, it's a really selfish part of your life to try to like develop yourself, get a right. job, get your education. And so uh, a lot of things fell by the wayside. And, you know, part of that was my mom, but my mom being the great person she is, very proactive. She'd always call me at least once a week mm-hmm. or I try to do the same. And so we've still tried to maintain that. And I've always felt that no matter where I go, no matter how old I get, uh, my mom will always be trying to maintain that relationship. And I'm really glad that she has that initiative. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, I think many moms are, are similar to your mom. Not saying that your mom isn't special. She of course, is. Of course. Um, but they do want that connection. I, I mean, I've, I sort of get the same pressure from my mom. You know, she lives 35 minutes away, but for some reason wants to see me every day. <laughs> and that's a little unrealistic. But, you know, she's still calling, you know, all that good stuff. What are you doing? To maintain that relationship. Yeah. Um, Besides thanks, picking up the phone call. Thanks for turning it back <laughs> on, to be Because, um, I mean, I, I think this isn't meant to, you know, be attacking in, no, in any way. It's I think it's, for me personally, I struggle sometimes with my relationship with my mom because I'm like, I want to show you I care. Because I do, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to show you that you matter to me. But sometimes, you know, the request of like, hey, call me feel disgenuous you know i want it to come out of my heart not because you asked me to so i'm curious how do you make that relationship genuine how do you maintain that closeness in a genuine way so um i think of a few things so first of all i think of just maintaining basic contact and so beside picking up the phone you know sometimes i will call myself yeah another you know, I'm not saying this is quite meaningful, but like my mom has Instagram, I have Instagram. We send each other memes incessantly. Okay. Like, during class, I will get <laughs> notifications. Like she loves sending, I love sending them back. We'll laugh about them. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, that's not very like people think about it and be like, I, you know, I do that with so and so. But like it's it's one <laughs> form of contact to kind of stay connected. Yeah. They're, you're, they're always there. They're always on your mind in your notifications. I think another way that I kind of maintain the relationship with my mom is. Um, I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but I feel like she planted a lot of seeds in my life as far as relationships that she's kind of set up for me. We never really took family vacations as a family. All we'd ever do is come out to Utah and see her extended family, like her right. brothers and sisters or my dad's brothers and sisters. And a lot of people like might be like, oh, that's really lame. Like I went to like Hawaii or like Europe, whatever. Yeah. I just came to Utah a bunch, <laughs> which is sad in retrospect now that I live here. And I'm right. like, you know, it's not that special. <laughs> but it was quite special because I have relationships with my aunts and uncles and my cousins that I know plenty of people who don't have that. And yeah. so I kind of maintain that connection with my mom by still hanging out with those same aunts and uncles that she was quite close with and like always kind of like, Hey, like how's Alice doing? Alice is my mom. Right. And love Alice. Yeah. She's great. (laughs) Uh, and I think one other thing, and this is kind of untraditional, um, ever since I got married, I've been kind of like having Stephanie, my wife, become more comfortable just like talking to my mom as friends kind of like how i am yeah talking to my mom as friends so they'll often just have conversations just the two of them which is like a dream because yeah i want them to be close and uh you know i kind of want them to have that relationship with each other you know heaven forbid like something happened to me i passed away died got sick or something but i feel like uh, a goal of mine was at least to have them have a genuine connection with each other. And, you know, the one thing they have in common is the mutual connection of me. Right. So I think that's... There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of an alternate way to keep connected, but... Yeah. No, I... I you know, I, 
I really liked what you just broke down there, Gavin. Because I think a lot of people, they, they sort of look at their own relationship and they don't recognize those things that you've recognized. You know, I have a pretty close relationship with some of my cousins just because they live so close. But, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't coming out to Utah to stay with them. And, and I think it's in, interesting how you can see that value and how you've seen that that relationship with your mom has impacted, you know, your life going forward. And then furthermore, talking about that relationship with your spouse, I, you know, going into this or going into any relationship, you know, I'm, I'm still out here searching for my mate, I <laughs> you'll, guess. You'll find them soon. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, but I liked how you said you want your wife and your mom to be like best friends. And I never had thought that as a goal in a relationship, but I think I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that as a goal. <laughs> I'll let you yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Cause I, I think that that is so crucial. You know, not only is it you're finding a spouse to bring into your family, but you want that spouse to share those close and intimate relationships that you have. So you, so they can understand where you're coming from. Right. And do you feel like as your wife has become more close to your mom, do you feel like, she's understood you better and and strengthened your two relationships. Absolutely. I think that, you know, while they're on the phone, they're probably, the topic is not always going to be Gavin. I'll put that out there. It's not, it's not, it's not about you snoring or all the weird stuff. I just like, I don't want the listeners to think that I'm like narcissistic in that like, I'm just setting up these two people just to talk about me and only talk about me. And you over here, you're going to listen to You know, they could talk about like, uh, you know, Stephanie's work. They could talk about any trips they have coming up. They could talk about like our cat. It doesn't matter. But I feel like maintaining like, you mentioned you, it's a really neat goal to have for them to be best friends. Um, you know, even if they're not best friends, it's really important. And in, you can take this as advice. Yeah. I'm not. Admi- I, I will. I will take it I'm gladly. Not inten- I'm not intending for it to be. But you <laughs> and know, l- listeners, you could take this as <laughs> advice too if you want. You know, it's up to you. When when you're trying to get more serious with someone, you know, when you're marri- when you're thinking about marrying someone, you're not just marrying them. You're also marrying into their family. Yeah, for sure. And so. You know, when Stephanie decided that she was okay marrying me, I was like, great, first of all. And second (laughs) of all, I wanted to make sure that she kind of got the best parts of the family. And it's, you know, you think about your favorite restaurant, you always want to introduce it to someone. Like, you want to share tasty food with other people. It's kind of that same core idea. Like, my mom is the the best part of our family. Yeah. Why not share her and make sure that that connection's really strong because that's going to, that's going to be the big payoff, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. And you know, our time's coming to an end here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've loved the conversation we've had greatly appreciate it. It's helped me sort of reevaluate my relationship with my mom. I'm, um, you know, hopefully she, she says she's a listener. We'll, <laughs> we'll I'm not going to, right? we'll, we'll find out mom. If you're listening, send a text saying, Hey, I just listened. So we'll, there'll be a little test for her in our relationship. Um, <laughs> But, you know, Gavin, I, a lot of these times I ask questions of how this relationship has impacted other relationships. And I think you've already walked through that. You know, you've already talked about your wife. You've talked about your aunts and uncles. You've talked about your siblings. Um, you know, moving forward, you know, just as a sort of final wrap-up question, moving forward, what do you see your relationship with your mom as? Do you see it sort of just maintaining where it's at or 
is there something more that maybe after college, you know, you really want to work on and, and improve? Yeah. And I, I did mention that, you know, during this busy time in college, I felt like my relationship with my mother has not been as strong. Right. I'm looking to make that more strong and I'm actively trying to find ways to live closer to her to okay. try to make that connection easier. And, you know, I've had to watch and listen to her go through some very hard things during yeah. my time here at college and even while I was in Korea. And it's sad to be so far away for all of those hard things. And so I'm hoping to find ways to either bring myself closer physically or to have her move closer physically, whatever it may be, because uh, I feel like that's like one of my most important relationships. And I definitely want to spend the time investing in that for however yeah. much time we have left. No, yeah, that's super good. I, I love that. You know, distance is hard. Yeah. And, and when we minimize that, that, that's one of the easiest things we can do to grow closer to someone is literally physically be closer. Yeah. So I completely, as someone who's done a long distance relationship, right. Marriage, you, you started with I long distance it. and you know, there's a way to make it work, but there's a time to just cut the distance. Like, you no, said. yeah, for sure. Well, Gavin, thank you again for coming on humans with Hans. Fantastic. Having you here. Um, thank you for having Do you me. have an Instagram? If the listeners want to catch up, ask any follow-up questions, where can they reach you? Um, I'm not the most active on social media, but, uh, you, you can follow me on Instagram if you want at gav.met. Better way, follow my wife, Stefter, Stefster underscore Han on Instagram. She uploads much more regularly than I do. And if you're interested in my professional career, I'm on LinkedIn. Funny oh. enough, I'm more active on that than, than other platforms. Big, are you at 500 connections yet on LinkedIn? I am. I am. That's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm a bona fide LinkedIn user now. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully the listeners maybe reach out. If not, listeners, thank you again for joining us on this episode of Humans with Hans. Mm-hmm.